What a crazy weekend and what a better way to cover this weekend than with the Just Three Guys. Welcome to the second show. If you listened to episode one, welcome back and thank you for the support. If this is your first time listening, welcome to our show and we hope you enjoy. We have so much to unpack with college football, so that's going to be the first thing that we get into with the updated rankings and did the committee get the top four right? Um, so when we first go into the rankings, uh, not really a huge difference, mainly just some switching of the top four teams. Uh, after championship weekend, we have Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State at three, Notre Dame at four. So those matchups will be Alabama and Notre Dame for the Rose Bowl and Clemson and Ohio State for the Thomas help me out what's what's the bowl what's the bowl uh they're playing in the sugar, sugar bowl. bowl I couldn't remember if it was a peach bowl or whatever but so those that's going to be the semifinal matchup uh absolutely insane weekend for college football yes uh mainly just starting with Ohio State and Northwestern I think everyone was thinking Ohio State was going to come out and just obliterate Northwestern, and that's not what we got. We actually saw a weaker Ohio State team, in my opinion. I don't think they played their best game, which could that be because they missed a couple weeks of football? Well, I'll say, yeah, they've, they've been out a couple weeks. I mean, they had the Michigan game was canceled. They had to scramble around to even hoped that they were going to get this one done with the amount of people that still had to sit out from COVID. But um, it, is that an excuse you know, for Justin just, Fields to look as off as he did? Uh, he definitely looked off. It's, de- it's definitely been his worst game, I think. Worse than the Indiana game? The quarterback. Yeah, yeah, because he still threw I, – the Indiana game, he still was throwing touchdowns. He was throwing for yards. This one, you could see there was something off. I, I, seen, I did notice they taped this – thumb up on his right hand which is his throwing hand um so he looked like he was not feeling too hot right there i mean also was missing his number one there's really there's really not a lot to unpack with this game i mean it it is exactly what it was you know if you just watched the highlights or saw what you know what the stats were of who performed best this was a trey sermon coming out party yeah, right. Went from splitting carries all season to taking the reins and saying, you know, this is my backfield. Well, it was uh, over 300 yards rushing. 331, yeah. Broke Eddie George's record. how many record touchdowns? For single game rushings. Uh, I think, I could be wrong. I think he only had two rushing two. touchdowns, though. I know one of them was a, was a little option play in the fourth quarter. Another one, I think, was just a run right up the right up the couple so five we, yards. We always see this with um, Big Ten running backs. It's always like they they have that coming out party. I'm thinking back, even like the Monty when, Ball and Melvin Gordon, Amir Abdullah, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I think this was bound to happen. Um, either him or Master T was when, gonna snap, and Trey yeah. Sermon definitely snapped. It's nor- normally the biggest game of the season too. Is when it when it happens, whether it be you know in Ohio State, where whether you're playing Michigan or you're yeah. in the Big Ten Championship. Normally, like you said, somebody finds a way to get out there and do it. But it's it's definitely crazy. You see, to watch them split carries all season, then you see them do this. Especially, you know, like why, why especially against the, what, the number six ranked uh, rushing defense. 
Like yeah, no, yes. going into the game number six, I I love to see what they're going, <laughs> what they're in yeah, at now. So, yeah, but it was the whole the whole second half was just pound the ball down their throat and they couldn't yeah. do anything about it. It was I enjoyed so watching. with the, with this <laughs> performance. Sure. Do we think Ohio State deserved the number three spot or do we think they should have went down to four? We let we gonna let uh Thomas go last since no. he's Ohio State fan. <laughs> but um, so yeah. I think. Personally, Ohio State deserved to be in. Um, to me, six games is enough. Like Thomas said, games was getting canceled. The biggest game everyone waits for every year was against Michigan, and they canceled it with only what nine people with COVID, three players. So yeah, it was it was like three or four yeah, players. Sometimes so I believe Ohio State deserves it. Deserve it. Um, yeah, it's one of the top programs in the in the nation. That's what people want to see. The four best programs play every year. So, yeah, I think Ohio State deserved it. Yeah, and I, I, I agree as well. I, I really don't think this was even a question that they had in the committee of if they deserve it or not. Like, I mean, going back to what we first said, this was their first game in two or three weeks. And, I mean, this is kind of what was expected. Maybe not, you know, to the books, putting them, I think they were minus 21 minus and 20, a half. yeah. Uh, come the actual day that they played, I think they opened at minus 19. So I think that they performed to what was expected, I guess, to, you could say that, you know, to seasoned college football fans that, you know, actually know, you know, if the team's out for a minute, they might have what's considered a trap game or this could have just been something where they were just so rusty. Yeah, rust. Having just scrimmages and practice all the time and now you get out there and you're in a championship game you haven't played in two weeks so but no I definitely think they're one of the best three teams I think they're going to give Clemson a good run um I think that's going to be a better game than Alabama Notre Dame but I I think number three is a good spot for where they are I don't think they should have been down to four I I don't even think the question is should they be in I think the better question is who else would you have put in over them? You know, there's no one I would there was put people in arguing. For no them. one. People arguing for Texas A&M, which was a team who had no conference championship, which the committee has already said the last four years since it's been going on. You know, however long the playoffs been around is, if it comes to a tiebreaker and they don't have a common opponent, it goes by, you know, championship mm-hmm. for yeah. the mm-hmm. conference. Which, as far as I'm concerned. Ohio State had and Texas A&M did not have. You're not going to put a two-loss Oklahoma team mm-hmm. in. You know, obviously we've already seen not the group of five, the non-Power 5 schools, they're not going to get any credit. Yeah, so. There was no – the only team you could have realistically put in over them and it wasn't going to happen would have been Florida. But Florida losing to Bama took yeah, them out. The three, I think they got the it right. I per- yeah. Now, I don't think – I think if you were going to take any team out the top four, it definitely would have Notre been Dame, Notre Dame the way that they lost. Yeah. I, I think they're a fluke squad. Always. Uh, I mean, well, they're going to have go to ahead. play Alabama anyways, but I think they should just hand it to them because they're not going to have a shot. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Thomas was reading off something earlier how Notre Dame lost like every either championship or some something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every New Year's Six Bowl they've been in since like 2000. Yeah, has been a loss. So I saw um, I saw a tweet earlier, 
and I thought it was pretty funny. It it was a Alabama affiliate page, but it's not someone like with Alabama. It's like one of those side like yeah, uh, sports yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah. And they said, feels like 2012 again. All that's missing is the fake girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that was pretty funny. Um, But if if y'all don't know, he's referring to uh, Manti Teo. Teo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But before we continue on with that, I'm going to be really honest. I wrote a whole paper in high school about that. (laughs) And I did really good on the paper. And then it came out, you know, a couple months later that his girlfriend was fake and wasn't a real person. And I felt really bad about (laughs) writing that essay. (laughs) So... But um, as far as Clemson go goes, because there's not much to say about Notre Dame, they're I don't even want to talk about them. I don't think they deserve the number four <laughs> spot. Honestly, I think. Well, yeah. Look, Notre Dame's best win was Cincinnati against Clemson sh- without their starting quarterback. And I think Cincinnati defense. should have gotten their respect and been put in number four. I mean, but would Cincinnati give a better game than Notre Dame? Probably not. But just give them the chance. I mean, nobody. It would. It would have been interesting for sure. You know, we kind of we kind of know what we're getting the, with Notre the David Dame at this versus point. Goliath. Was it an off game? But Goliath but, would definitely yeah. smash David in this situation. <laughs> like the whole thing is, you know, Notre Dame fans or Notre Dame players are going to say the usual stuff. You know, oh, we had an off game yesterday. It was just an off day. Nah. And an off game is going out there, you know, losing in a close fashion. You're so the better the team first in this time they close play fashion. Clemson, like, oh, that's an off that? game. When Trevor Lawrence is out, you can't even say that. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence was they out, won. and they barely won. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, they had some defenders out. You know, that's not an off day for Notre Dame. Maybe that was Notre yeah, Dame. I, I don't think Clemson the first go round was ready for um, Ian Book, but this go round that defensive coordinator yeah. definitely, mm-hmm. definitely made um, adjustments because when he had like I want to say negative mm-hmm. fifty three rushing yards, like they was all over him, just sack after sack yeah. after sack. So. That's a big ups to Clemson defensive coordinator for um, actually going back to that film and really dissecting the way he likes to do because they yeah, was cutting off, yeah, figuring out what they did. They was wrong. cutting off his running lanes and all that stuff. He couldn't improvise really, so yeah. big ups to Clemson. Yeah, it's all about going back and watching footage, and you know, it, like I said, what do we really think Notre Dame is going to do in the playoff? You you already seen what they're going to do against top competition when they're fully healthy. Yeah. They're not going to have anything nah. for Alabama. What? Why is Trevor Lawrence is doing that with one receiver? Have you seen like all the stuff that's come out this past week about uh, everyone just like hating Dabo Sweeney, and then <laughs> they hated him even more after the Clemson Notre game, Notre Dame game. Just like some of his on-field antics, like all the screaming and pitching fits and things like that, and then and when he um he uh he um like passed out. Fainted when uh, the dude got the targeting call. <laughs> yeah, because like he knew. Stuff yeah. Like right, right. The, I yeah. mean, I will say this dude rides for his team. I was just about and to that's, yeah. that's like yeah. the best yeah. thing. And you know, you got to kind of look at look at it from that perspective, especially a recruiting perspective. Yes. Well, that's what you right. want for like a coach. Him, yeah. Jimbo, like those energetic coaches, bro. That's definitely bring those kids in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But. He might have he might have been uh, capping a little bit, you know, when he was talking about <laughs> Trevor Lawrence winning the Heisman this year because I don't think it's going to happen. What do you say? It would be a crying shame if he didn't get it. I don't I don't know if it was it'd be a crying shame if he didn't get it or if it'd be a crying shame if he wasn't in the conversation. Oh, well, I think yeah. he's. Oh, he's one hundred percent in the conversation. I think definitely don't I think, think he'll he's going to get it. Be in the top four. 
I think it should yeah. be. Yeah, because the top three are, are yeah. all say, be Alabama players. The top three <laughs> should be Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee, Najee. Harris. They might throw in Trash. Yeah. I mean, he he been balling. I mean, Trask had, yeah, despite I mean, him, despite Florida losing, Trask had an incredible game. Yeah, he had and at the end of that yards. game, at the end of that game, he broke down crying on the field. I get it. It's your, you know, last. Well, it's you know your only chance to win the SEC well, no, that's championship. That's his last game. Yeah. Don't know if it's his last yeah. game. You know, it depends on if he actually plays the bowl game or not. But he yeah. had nothing, and I mean nothing to cry about. Like he. Played his ass off. Yeah, they to put up as many points as they did versus Bama is exceptional. And I mean, he found ways to extend the game and put them back in the game in times when Bama seemed like they were about to run away with it. He would just come firing back, and he was making some pretty throws. And I, I, he's definitely going to be someone to watch for in the draft. And potentially in the NFL, I think he could translate. There's some things he can work on, but I think he's got good mobility. I think he's got the size. I mean, he's 240 pounds. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's a he a was damn near moving like a dual threat quarterback. Like uh, Dan Mullen had this dude running quarterback draws. It seemed like every drive. And bro, you don't you understand was, how how mad yeah. that was making me <laughs> when Bama. We'll have no linebackers in the middle of the field, bro. You know he's going to run the QB draw. I was just yelling at the screen. I was like, bro, it's going to be yeah. a QB draw. QB it seemed draw, like QB every draw. short third down drive or third down play, it was a QB draw. Yeah. Or goal line, QB draw. Yeah. Look, you got you to gotta do what's working, but it's kind of funny to, to think about. You know, I'm sure a lot of people do it when they're sitting at home watching football. They're out there. Being a, a couch defensive coordinator, calling out the plays the <laughs> offense is going to do. You get a couple of them right, and you're like, I can go out there and take this job. I can do this. Right, but, yeah, Kyle Trash definitely balled out. I mean, I think they – you called it, AJ. You said it was going to be a high-scoring game, but I don't think mm-hmm. you expect it to be a, a Big 12-scoring game. No, I, sa- I think holy I said like 41-21 like or 41-28 yeah, or something like that. But holy but hell. I, he shut, he shut yeah, all of us up. That was, that was a shootout. We, we were, and at one point – all of us were expecting a Bama. At one point, I was watching the game, and it was after like the second or third touchdown was scored, and I saw the over/under update on a live bet to eighty-two, and uh-huh. I almost pulled the trigger on it, and I was just like, "There's got to be some defense that's going to come in this game," <laughs> and it came, but it wasn't there. Yeah, that the big, whole time, the big, like that the big fourth plays, quarter, I played it. That fourth quarter alone, they scored 32 points. Damn. And they ended up having 98 total points. It was the highest-scoring SEC championship game in history. Yeah. Both quarterbacks set the record, set, basically set their own record and kept breaking their own record for uh, most passing yards in the SEC championship. They broke it by, like, over 150 yards each, I believe. Dang. And it just completely offensive – like. I remember I was watching the game and I looked at the time. The game came on, I think, at 8 o'clock, and it was like close to 12. Yeah, it was like 12. And it was one of the last drives of the game, and I was kind of getting sad because I was like, I really want this game to go to overtime. Like, I did (laughs) not. That was the most entertaining game of college football by far this season, in my opinion. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to put up there? That uh, BYU, Coastal Carolina. It it was a shoot. (laughs) 
That's true. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't a shootout no, the way true, that yeah. Bama and Florida wasn't, especially an SEC yeah. type game. Like you said, we might have expected points, but not right. Big Twelve. Both, points. both quarterbacks threw over four hundred yards. Uh, both quarterbacks threw at least three touchdowns. Mac Jones had five. Trask had three. Trask didn't throw a pick. Mac Jones okay. did. Okay, but on that pick, you know, it became a fumble. It was. So. It was a fumble. <laughs> yeah. Which that was we'll, probably we'll that the play of the game. Yeah. Um, for our listeners, no. if you didn't see that play, uh, essentially what had happened, uh, Mac Jones threw it to his receiver. I can't recall which one. I think it was uh, uh, Smith. It wasn't was Smith. I know it wasn't Smith. I know it wasn't Smith. Um, Florida guy came, ripped the ball out from Bama's receiver's hands as he was, like, bobbling it because he kind of threw it behind him. Yeah. He starts returning the ball. Another receiver – was it another receiver or was it a running yeah, back? Yeah, it was – um, uh, his last name started with an M. I can't remember. It's like Michi, Michi, but something like that. Another receiver comes and just levels the Florida's defensive back. And I think he took him out for a game for a minute, knocked the wind out of him or something. But he fumbled the ball – and then Devontae Smith oh, fell Devontae on the Smith ball. Smith recovered, okay. And then Bama got the ball back. Next play, Bama scores. No, were you surprised that that hit wasn't called targeting? No, because it wasn't. Because that was a, I mean, it could. No, it it wasn't. But you know how you know how referees are. They're quick to quick. That to would throw have been flag. very SEC ref like if they actually did throw a flag on that and try to call it some kind of penalty. But I'm so glad that they did Look. it. Well, we're not going to get started on the SEC refs because you know you know the hate I have for <laughs> SEC refs in my heart. I think they refed a pretty good game. Yeah, I think it was a good game. But I think uh, Florida definitely exposed uh, Bama's flaws because um, some yeah, yeah the weakness. Darius, Tony, and Kyle Pitts over at, uh, uh, had over a hundred yards reception. So I think um, yeah, I think Ohio, no Ohio State, Notre Dame definitely going to look at that because Notre Dame they can throw the rock. They they got some tight ends that but, can run out there, like they can throw the rock also. But but can they score the way Florida? Oh no did, no no, that's no. gonna be the question. It's, Do you think Nick Saban's gonna he's gonna sure that one up in these couple weeks? What's he got a, a week two weeks to sure everything yeah, up before they play? Plus they don't got a Kyle Pitts like like yeah that's a that's a game. Well obviously you're gonna see yeah, him play um, in the NFL. No without a doubt. Devontae Smith, best receiver in the nation. No, no question. But watching that, watching what's, that game, I think I what's agree. crazy, and I hate to cut you off, but you good. I think what's crazy is Bama is playing the way that they're playing, and Devontae Smith isn't their number one receiver. It's Jalen Waddle. True. And they're still playing. Like, imagine if Waddle was in this game. It probably would have been as close as it was, but just given like as far as the defensive back matchups, who? Like, how are who would they double team? They can't. They can't. Nah, you can't, you can't double team. You just gotta even. You bracket one. You gotta bracket one and hope to God that your other your other corner can right. cover him long enough for somebody right. to get back there. Also, um, number eight from uh, Alabama was snapping. He was coming out too. So it's like they go down a receiver. They got another one ready. So I don't know. I want to so, say number eight was Mechie. Uh, Matchy, that's his name. Matchy, yeah. yeah. He he was balling too, so it's like they lose one, but they got one ready. So Honestly, you know what his hit kinda reminded me of was the um the Kenny Bell hit. Oh man. 
<laughs> on that on that block he had when he got thrown out the game, that's kind of what it reminded the, me the of. Best rivalry in college football, <laughs> Wisconsin and Nebraska. <laughs> what is it, Wisconsin yeah. Nebraska? <laughs> so, oh I think goodness. we're in agreement that after discussing about this game, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and Najee Harris should be at least the three in the Heisman. It'll probably be. I think it'll be the first yeah. time there's two from the same team. Let alone this will be the first time that there's three from the same team if it actually happens. Mm-hmm. So the fourth yeah. would, yeah, yeah, in um, my, I would think the fourth would be Trevor Lawrence. Or Trevor Lawrence or Trask. Or Trask. Well, they have five finalists who are there, no, it's right? Four. I believe oh, it's, it's just four. four people who are there. I'm almost positive oh. it's four. Well, let's be real. You probably won't. I don't know if they're gonna have three Bama players nah, there. I remember then. they showed a um. Like an old stat or something, because they was talking about Najee, uh, Mack, and Devontae, and they was talking about how um, I believe it was Ohio State. They had like three, three finalists for their um, for the Heisman, because I remember seeing um, Archie Manning, not Archie Manning, um, yeah, oh, Archie, Archie Griffin. Griffin. And, oh, so it was like yeah, back, way back, back way then. Back. So it's, it happened before. So yeah. as far as the betting odds for the Heisman, um, after last night. Devontae Smith, the Devontae favorite Smith now, right? Is actually minus one seventy to win. Oh wow! So Mac he's a Jones small is favorite. plus one seventy. Uh, Kyle Trask is plus nineteen hundred, which definitely deserved. Um, Trevor Lawrence plus nineteen hundred, also. Najee Harris plus twenty four hundred. I would say if it's not Devontae Smith, then it's definitely Mac Jones. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was to say if you want to if you want to try to make a a couple couple dollars. Throw your money on Mac Jones, on yeah. Mac Jones because the the Heisman has a history of being QB if biased. it's not a running back has a history of yeah. being a yeah. quarterback. Which yeah. this would because the way they're looking I can't at recall it is another time receivers aren't getting. I can't recall yards. another time at least that I've been alive where a receiver won the Heisman. Yes, yeah, it depends. Unless I can tell you the last person to win a Heisman that wasn't a quarterback Desmond, right? or running back because I was looking was at it Jackson, earlier. It was Charles, Charles Woodson. Woodson. Charles oh, Woodson, the last player to win the Heisman that wasn't. <laughs> A quarterback Big or blue. running back would be Charles Woodson. <laughs> um, yeah, I, w- I was reading that one earlier. I don't know why, but so looking into the bowl games, which we're gonna have a bowl game preview come uh, in an, in next week's episode. One of next week's episodes, I should say. Um, we're looking at what closer, some of yeah. these matchups are. D- did we think that Coastal Carolina deserved the New Year's Six Bowl? Like at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they should have got a. I think, and if not one of the New Year's Six, like looking at some of the teams in there, you got to at least give them one of the, one of the bigger, the bigger bowls. So, you know, help. There you go. Go ahead. I'll say give them give them something. You know, they went, they went undefeated. They they beat BYU on, what was it, three day notice. Mm Hmm. You know, the thing that's going to happen is they're going to play Liberty, and Liberty's been a good team all season. But if they beat Liberty, they're still not going to get any respect because of who they play. Granted, what, the Sunbelt Conference or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to get any nah. respect for it. I hate that they didn't get the New Year's Six, but I do love their matchup in the Cure Bowl versus Liberty. I think that's going to yeah. be a great game. Um, I've never watched I've the never heard of the Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm it for be, sure going to watch it. I'm for sure going to watch it, must it this be a upcoming new sponsorship. Um, but I, Liberty plays really good. They've been really good for the past two or three years. 
So yep. I think that's that's actually a really good matchup that they necessarily did they actually get it right? Probably not. They probably could have got a better bowl, at least closer to New Year's if it's not a New Year's six. Like give them give them December thirtieth or give them uh, a New Year's Eve game. Get well, yeah, like, yeah. I I don't see. They should have tossed. Them I don't see how ball. you put. You know, like okay, the Citrus Bowl, Auburn versus yeah, Western. Auburn. No Auburn fortune. was absolutely terrible. Put yeah. Coastal Carolina there, or you know, even even if you want to give them January second. Oh yeah, the Outback. You know, bowl Kentucky versus bowl. NC State, yeah. or Ole Miss versus Indiana. It, Indiana's starting quarterback is out for the season with a torn ACL. I don't even want to watch Indiana yeah, anymore. That's, that's not a good. That's not going to be a good game. The Ole lane train is the reason why they got a, uh, well, they got a televised bowl game. Who uh, Ole Miss? Ole Miss, yeah, yeah. They Everyone wants to watch that lane train offense, man. They are four and five. <laughs> they are trash, man. <laughs> but the the team I am happy about getting some sort of recognition, at least n- not as much as I personally think they should have got, would be Cincinnati getting a New Year's Six to play in the Peach Bowl against Georgia. Um, but I, I wanted to see Cincinnati sneak into the top four, obviously. Um, granted, granted, the game that they would play against Bama, that would just be – they would get obliterated, but it's just the, the recognition that, you know, I think that we wanted to yeah. see and that a lot of college football fans wanted to see that the committee might yeah, have gotten wrong. Yeah, because, you know – Not this one over here. Well, the committee's, <laughs> the committee's making it so – these schools like that, they they can do everything in the power, but they can't get in. What what's your what's your opinion, Q? Um, I mean, it's cool you go undefeated, whoopee, but that the power of your your schedule really matters. Like, if I think of if I say Florida and I I take them to the American American Conference, like I feel like they can go on. Nah, I feel like I know they can go undefeated, like. It matters who you play in college. It's let, really let me ask you: When you look at the seven teams in front of Cincinnati, so we already said the top four. Then it would be Texas A&M at five, Oklahoma at six, and Florida at seven. Do you not think there's anybody above them that they could give a tough match no. to? No, really. I feel like if I take Cincinnati and put Cincinnati in the SEC or the Big Twelve, and I swap Texas A&M. And who you say, um, Oklahoma, and I put them in the American Conference, they would dominate. No, no, no. I'm not talking about swapping conferences. I'm talking about a head-to-head game. Like, right now, you put Cincinnati on the field against one of those other teams. I, I don't – You don't think Cincinnati could give them at least a run? I don't know. I, when I, I, when I think they at, could give – I think they could give Oklahoma a run. I, I don't know, man. Oklahoma is not bad. Like, Oklahoma – but either Cincinnati. But when I look at the teams they play, like, you do you think Tulsa is a, a good school? Like, no. minus them being number 24, do you really think Tulsa is a top program? Oklahoma is a top program. That might, Histor- that might be what I'll say historically out of going higher in the ranking is because they played such a close, close game with Tulsa, which if they were, you know, a, a true top 10 team, they would have blown Tulsa but, out. But, I mean, there was other people in the top ten who played close games. Against much harder opponents, though. Once again, do you... I agree, but if you're doing it from a relative standpoint, the way that Q was, you know, that's their that's their competition. You can't and, fault somebody for the competition they have to you're play. You're right, but 
they can. The committee can. If they don't think the American, oh, well, obviously, yeah, yeah they the don't think can. the American <laughs> Athletic Conf, uh, Conference is. It it doesn't even level up to the Pac-12. Like they're not. They're never gonna get in. Well, they're ranked. They're ranked high. The the good thing is they're ranked higher than any Pac-12. I mean, yeah, because USC lost and stuff. But I'm just saying when yeah. you you look at it like. They would never be on the same level as the SECs, the Big 12. I mean, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, when UCF was going undefeated every year, it does not matter, bro. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> you need to play. So, you're saying they would have to switch not conferences? Even, uh, this year, I think, messed them up because they didn't have any um, out-of-conference games. Out-of-conference, but yeah. I see from the for the future, they're going to have to play better competition if they want to even think about getting into the playoffs. They're going to have to play better competition, bigger schools, or something. Because it's, it's cool you undefeated, but we're not going – well, me personally, I'm not going to put respect on your name if you're playing lesser competition and you want the benefits – you want to reap the benefits of these big programs that's playing in Power 5 conferences. Like, no. So, was Cincy, was Cincy getting snubbed, do you think Texas A&M should have got – the number four? I mean, I think Texas A&M would be a logical choice to get four over Notre Dame, but like, do you, no higher than four. Right. I, I don't think they should have gone in the, you know, higher than four, but I think Texas A&M probably would give Bama a better game than Notre Dame. Maybe. I agree. No, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, think, they, they played each yeah. other one time already, so, you know, A&M's at least going to, they can see what Bama wants and Bama to do. doesn't have a waddle this time, like Jimbo Fisher said. Sure. Yeah. They don't have a waddle this time, I, but also when they did play back in October, Bama blew them out 52-24. Yeah, to 24. yeah they, <laughs> so they went nuts. I think the biggest difference is who would not get their ass beat less. Would it be Texas A&M or would it be Notre Dame? And I guess they went with Notre Dame because they maybe play better defense. Who knows? Um. No, no, no. Notre Dame's still going to get beat. Yeah. The same in the same way. Uh, yeah. I would say, I think it's, it's Ohio State and Clemson is going to be the better game of the two. Always. That's, sure. that's the beef. That's you, the beef everyone want to see. You got, yeah, you got a lot of, you know, hype for that game, obviously, because of last year with a couple questionable calls and, you know, the fact that Dabo hates Ohio State. Yeah. You got the rivalry with Fields and Trevor Lawrence have been attached to the hip since they both came and recruited together, both at the Elite yeah. 11. Didn't they both come uh, from Georgia? I believe both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I believe they both played in Georgia. They're they're attached at the hip. They're both they're both regarded as, what, the number one and number two quarterback prospects going into the draft. I think draft. Uh, Fields was number one dual, dual threat quarterback coming out. I'm talking oh, about going draft. into the yeah, draft, yeah. though, going into the draft. Like, they're going to be attached at the hip. For, you know, the foreseeable future from essentially from senior year of high school through their NFL career. It's it's got a and like I said, you know, especially with the way that the game last year ended and the calls that were in the game, that that's a big a big rematch that personally I want I want to see personally, but I think it I think a lot of people want to see. And that let's game. not forget what uh Dabble said this year about Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dabo's hate for Ohio yeah, State. So. <laughs> that's going to be a great game yeah, right there. That is. That's definitely going to be the highlight yeah. of the playoff. 
I just want Ohio State um, to get healthy, man. I don't want to see them play. I really want to see Clemson Bama like versus this. Ohio State. Yeah. I don't want to see. I've I've seen Bama Clemson too many times this decade. <laughs> we I'm ready the trilogy. for what is what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for something different. I don't care if Bama's still in it. I don't care if Clemson's still in it. Just give me one of those teams playing someone different. Give me Bama Ohio State. That's who I want to see. Oops, but yeah, uh, can can you blame them though? Like, can you can you blame the the school? Like, it's not their fault that they're dominant year in and year out. Like, yeah, no, it's yeah, not, yeah. and I I get that. And it, that's the reason they started the playoffs. So, you know, different schools can yeah get, was get in and stuff. Yeah, because you look, you know, they put a stat out today when Bama got announced as number one. Um, every even year since the playoff has started, Bama has been ranked number uh-huh. one in the in the final playoff ranking. And every year they've been ranked number one, they have not won the championship. Ooh. Maybe they That's jinxed it. This to, is uh, going to be the first year it happens because I still don't see who's going to beat Bama. I don't man. know, man. That that defense doesn't look. <laughs> it like, doesn't very but Bama-ish. That man. offense is unreal. Oh, they yeah, have the weapons out the ass. It's nice. They can drop fifty-two. I don't see no one beating them. Right. No, sir. Yeah. I you know it's it's hard to outscore Bama because eventually, you know, as much as we're kind of destroying their defense, eventually the defense is going to make yeah. a play. They're going to make a stop eventually. At least you hope they would. Given after giving up forty points, oh, man, you just kind of sit there and you're like, oh, it's got to happen eventually, yeah. right? Dylan Moses out there fucking up, and I love Dylan <laughs> Moses. But he was out there looking horrible, <laughs> dude. The, I think puts put a lot of respect on Kyle Pitts' name after yesterday right. because for Kyle the first Pitt's half of dog. the game, Bama had their best corner playing over a tight end. Put that into perspective. When when have you seen that in anything? You're you nah. don't see that in right. college. That's the crazy thing. You're not supposed right. to. And then it, you know, Pitts was still making plays, and then they double covered him. And then Trask, I feel like a lot of times I would see Trask under pressure and he was just like, fuck it, Pitts is out there somewhere. And Pitts was out there. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you do the same oh, thing, though? Oh, of course. And I mean, Pitts you, you got a matchup nightmare. You might as well launch that bad boy up there. But, um, wasn't he? Uh, number one was snapping for Florida, too. He had 153 That was Tony, receiving. right? Yeah, Tony, Tony. Yeah. No, Tony's Tony. four. Oh, I thought Tony was oh, four. Whoever number one was, he was. I'm pretty sure that was Tony. Also, yeah, so it, that definitely helped. Because they couldn't just focus all their defense on Kyle Pitts. You know, or maybe maybe they were focusing on, so their defense on Kyle Pitts and everybody else was a product he of still it. had almost 130. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe Pitts was, like, taking all the all the shine, and that man was like, oh, well, I'm Florida just also now. did what eat. they did with no rushing game. Their top rusher was Emory Jones when he would come in on obvious, you know, quarterback run plays. Uh-huh. And he had two carries for 24 yeah. yards, led the team in rushing. The next, Kadarius Dude, Tony. trying to get him ready for next year. Kadarius <laughs> Tony, two catches, 15 yards. Oh, well, yeah. Or, I'm I sorry, two carries, 15 I yards. Think. That was the next best rusher on their team. So they did all – they put up so much through the air with no rushing game. I don't know if it's because they went into the weekend and they knew Bama's line and they said, we, we don't – we can't run the ball, but – yeah. To put up that many points without running the ball is obscene. Yes. That's yeah. Obscene. So, yeah. Who, so who do y'all think um, NFL-wise does uh, Kyle Pitts remind y'all of? Darren Waller. Darren Waller. 
Uh, I was thinking. I guess if I had to pick somebody now, Darren Waller, yeah, because we won't compare him to the to the other guy from Florida. <laughs> I was thinking like a we, we won't a AJ Green. Oh, okay. you're you're comparing him to a wide receiver. Oh, you're going yeah, yeah, wide yeah. receiver. See, do you think that he actually may mm. go in as a wide receiver? Or do you think if he it, stays tight? No, no, no. It, it depends no. on if he loses weight. I think if he loses weight, they might try him out at wide out. But if he like gets bigger, stay the same, he'll be a I, high I would, I think I would love to see him stay at tight end because I love seeing athletic yeah. tight ends in the NFL. I, I think, yeah, I think he should stay the same for that reason. You know he's gonna be. He'll be a matchup night. He'll be too big yeah. for corners. He'll be too That's fast true. for backers. Yeah. You know, I just it, like you said, Darren Waller. I think yeah. is great. I hope he's able to go to a team that actually uses him the right way and gets him involved. Come on, New England. <laughs> New England need. Oh, and we just y'all, lost y'all gonna him. have him yeah, out there blocking. Take him. Hell right. No. <laughs> he need. <laughs> he need to go like, to I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know like who he should go to. Maybe the Cowboys. I think he'd be someone good on the Cowboys. Someone that like to throw the ball downfield, man. The, Not no damn the New Cow- England. I think the Cowboys, maybe. Watch, he'll the Chiefs will find a way to get him. <laughs> you know, the rich get richer. I can't. I mean, I I can't think of another team off the top of my head that really needs a tight end like that. Oh, the Cardinals. Oh, the Patriots. The Cardinals. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, the Patriots do need one, but I doubt they go tight end with their yeah, first gotta, round pick. Look, I'm gonna be the Patriots. Have a lot of first round pick. Tight end. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, we need. I'm sure <laughs> Dallas wouldn't be in their situation if Dak didn't get hurt. But yes, they were. They were sucking with Dak. <laughs> it was early in the season. <laughs> Dak was putting up numbers, but bro, because they was playing from. Behind. I still think. I still think. I still think that's going to be a good fit if Dallas actually gets him. Dallas needs defense. They stop worrying about skill positions. <laughs> Get some defense, Dallas. I need help. <laughs> then I don't know who the hell Kyle Pitts is going to go to, man. <laughs> I don't know. Look, speak, speaking of Dak Prescott, Mississippi State's playing Tulsa Lord. <laughs> in the Armed Forces Bowl, and I part of me really hopes Tulsa wins. <laughs> Bro, I just I don't I think I I think I just hate the SEC. I think is what you it do is. hate the what SEC. What's wrong with you, man? Bro, it's the SEC bias. Bro, gets me every year. All right, that's- that's God's conference, bro. <laughs> you got to accept all, it. <laughs> Look, it all started when they robbed Christian McCaffrey of the Heisman. Man. That's that's when my disdain for that said, You even said last episode, who's staying up to watch Pac-12 games? So you're going to get mad. I mean, <laughs> you're going to get mad. <laughs> who, who, yeah, but they were getting like, but Stanford was getting like 8 o'clock games. <laughs> you're going to get mad. It was like 8 o'clock over here they were getting. Dang, you the one that said you won't watch your Pac-12 games, but now you all of a sudden you upset because Christian McCaffrey and get the damn it's Heisman. It's different. It's different, bro. When you're playing at eight o'clock, I can watch a I can watch a half of an eight o'clock game. <laughs> I would say you you tell me Christian Christian McCaffrey didn't deserve it that year. Come and on, what was he running against? I, I forgot. Was that Derrick Henry year? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's Derrick Henry. No, bro. Christian my McCaffrey man, was, was like rushing the ball, purpose. catching yeah, the ball. Purpose yards was crazy. Yeah, what he break the yard, break the record for all yeah, yards, so. right? I think I won a bet that year because everyone said Christian McCaffrey's going to win the Heisman. I said no, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I had to pay up. Bama bias, SEC SEC bias yeah, I, for the Heisman, and sure enough, yeah, yeah. no boy, Derrick Henry. I definitely had to pay up that year. Was it Derrick Henry that year? Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick yeah. Henry won. I mean. Because Derrick Henry, I'm look. 
I'm just saying, I watched the bowl game against against Iowa. Right. <laughs> housed a punt, then had like a 60-yard run. He might have housed a second punt. I don't remember. Right, respect to Iowa. I, I oh, thought man. That, I thought that man that man had like 180 yards in the first in the first half. That was, that was rushing. A, um, he he even caught a slant and housed it. Let's do a quick uh, thoughts and prayers for the teams that opted out of bowl games because we would have had 16. Well. There are 16 canceled bowls. They canceled the Bahamas, the Birmingham, the Celebration, the Fenway, which is one of the cooler ones because they turned Fenway Park into a football field, uh, the Frisco, yeah. Guaranteed Rate, Hawaii, which Hawaii got moved to New Mexico, so we can't really say it's canceled, uh, the Holiday, the Independence, um, which the Independence Bowl, uh, a funny thing that actually happened with the Independence Bowl, Army went 9-2, and two, and they're supposed to be you know like a shoe-in for the independence bowl, but because these bowls, um, they have these contractual agreements, uh, with other conferences, army didn't get a bowl game because of these contractual agreements. And they would have been a shoe in for the independence bowl. So T's and P's for army for getting completely dicked out of a bowl game when they had a nine and two record and they don't even get to play. I think that's some bullshit. Um, but also we have the LA Bowl, Las Vegas military pinstripe, which also they turn the Yankees baseball field into a football field, quick lane, red box, and the Sun Bowl. And I mean there were twenty there were twenty two oh teams, twenty two teams that were opted, opted out. out. I'm not even gonna run through well, all of them. We won't count LSU for an opt. They got out banned, right? Right by themselves. So, um, I'm, it's, it's really ironic they banned themselves on a on a season that notable didn't teams that opted out: uh, Kansas State, Louisville, um, Florida State. Even though they're a big name, at least Stanford, uh, wow, Washington, USC and Washington out. State, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Washington and Wazoo. The whole Pac-12, pretty much the whole Pac-12. All the big names from the Pac-12, it's, it's, minus yeah, because right. you got to think over there that COVID is real bad, especially California. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's true. probably why a lot of the bowl games, especially the ones that are played in California, yeah. got actually canceled. So that governor not playing over there. T's and P's oh, to yeah. uh, the canceled bowls and all the teams that opted out. Hopefully, we'll be able to see them all next season, and we'll deal with the uh, slew of bowl games that we'll have starting. Well, first game's Tuesday, right? The twenty third. Um, is that? 20, 21st. 21st. So we have bowl yeah. games starting tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Appalachian State. We got a couple yeah, on so Tuesday. Okay. We got a week full of bowl games. UCF we have a, on Tuesday. And we have BYU a Christmas on Tuesday. Game, Buffalo and Marshall. I think that'll be fun to watch. We're going to get to see Patterson, the and running back from Buffalo. That dude is an absolute freak. Um, And then obviously you got Coastal Carolina and Liberty, which I, I think me and AJ at least agree on. That's going to be an underrated bowl game there for on the sure. 26 for sure and they don't even have a time that they're playing that game so that's great <laughs> uh hopefully coastal yeah, carolina right. will get to play because then they cancel their game against uh lafayette for uh covid oh, i didn't even know that so because they, oh, they didn't even play this weekend so that's probably why they didn't get the respect that they deserve yeah they did co-champions right uh-huh. something like that but yeah their bowl game is supposed to be the 26th so i mean there's a lot of really there's going to be a lot of football this week alone, and I love it. There's going to be a lot of yeah. football. Yeah. NBA's coming back, which our next episode, we're slated to come out uh, Tuesday night. 
we're going to record Wednesday. It'll we'll, release. We'll talk about that. Um, we're going to go into some NBA preview. Um, but, I mean, ton of football. The only thing is there's no NFL Thursday because we have another Saturday doubleheader. And then we also have a Christmas game. And then we have a full yeah. Sunday again. So it's going to be a great week for sports on top of Christmas. Um, speaking of sports, UFC recap, Thomas. Tell us, tell oh, us what I'll happened Saturday night. First off, with the with the before I even get into the recap, if anybody loves watching the fights like I do, you know we're gonna be a little sad for the next couple of weeks because that's it for twenty twenty. You know we went on a stretch. I think it was since the card on July twelfth. There was a fight, at least a fight night every single weekend up until now. So I think they're done until the sixteenth of January, and then that week you get three fights within a week that one but uh yeah last night man it was a some people didn't enjoy it as much as i did obviously greg hardy got tko so (laughs) i know a lot of people were enjoying that um no but the thing he looked he looked good the first round he looked good he looked like you know he was developing into what all the people around him talk Uh about uh look he was faster than the guy um obviously he's going to be a superior athlete over the majority of the people in the heavyweight division but when he got taken to the ground in the second round, he just looked, he looked yeah, like you say he like he, he had no ground game, right? No, no ground game at all. Like he he laid there, didn't even try to go back, try to get up, try to get him in the guard. He just laid there and got hammered in the face and got TKO'd in the second round. And like I said, it was, it's a shame because he looked great in the first round, dominating the fight in the first round. Um, Rob Font finally got to come back after tearing his ACL. Knocked out uh, title challenger Mario Marais. Aldo got his first win in uh, at 135. That's a yeah. plus. And then the main event, my boy Jeff Neal lost, but Wonderful. Steven Wonderboy types and look looked like a. I he looked he like a title challenger. Man, he old as hell. Might look. Yes. And looking nimble. Look at nice, nicest guy in the so fight. So when's game the too. next uh, the next fight night? Uh, I want to say it's the 16th of January, which will be a good one. That that's Ooh, Max that's Holloway boy. versus Calvin okay. Cater. That yeah, that'll be good. Uh, and that'll then Connor and Poirier will fight Afterwards. that Saturday, okay, okay. the 21st, cool. I think. Great. Well, uh, thanks for the recap, Thomas. Hopefully, appreciate we'll have you some, fight, Guru. Uh, yeah, hopefully, we, <laughs> hopefully we have some <laughs> listeners that are into UFC or actually can get into it just based on uh, Thomas's love for it. You know, he can speak it. He can give some good betting odds for it, especially coming up when we're able to do UFC Fight Night uh, previews as well. Um, so we're just going to end the show with the episode two. We said we we're going to do this uh, last week that we're going to start every episode or every episode that we do. We're going to have the corresponding uh, player that wears that number with the episode. Uh, who was the best player to wear that number? So episode two. Best player to wear number two. Uh, Q, we're going to start off with you. Give us your best player. Okay. Uh, yeah. This episode, <clears throat> I chose uh, Moses Malone, a.k.a. Big Mo. Uh, Moses Malone, over his career, averaged 20 points and 12 rebounds. He was a three-time MVP, 12-time NBA All-Star, eight-time All-Team NBA. And in 1983, he led the 76ers to their third NBA championship in franchise history. <clears throat> not only beating the Lakers, but sweeping the Lakers, led by Magic and Kareem. 
And also, I didn't even know this. Moses Malone was born in Petersburg, Virginia. He came straight out of high school in Petersburg High School. And he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2001. And he died in Norfolk, Virginia in 2015. So he's a Virginia boy. So Damn, he died? Yeah, man. You know he he's a Virginia boy. So, you know, we got to put on for him. So my number two, Moses Malone. Yes, sir. Shout out to you, baby. Thomas. Oh, you want me to go? All right. Um, no, 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 come on. The captain, I think it's an easy one. Derek Jeter, man, won rookie of the year, had a 20-year career, 14-time All-Star, five, a five-time World Series champ, five-time Gold Glove, won the Silver Slugger five times, was a World Series MVP and an All-Star Game MVP, hit 310 for his career. Come on. My man, also newly inducted Hall of Fame This for 2020, actually, in I think should have been unanimous vote, but got ninety nine. That one journalist probably had to go into lockdown in his yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> come on. But I think I think it's an easy one. He all twenty years with one team, it, it doesn't happen. Go ahead, um, AJ. That's all that so needs to be said. I'm going off the track a little bit. Uh, I'm not even going to throw out stats or anything. <laughs> uh, college Johnny Manziel is. My favorite person ever wear number two. I wasn't a big Yankees fan. So, Jeter, meh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Moses Malone, mailman, he's great. No, that's Carl Malone. But Carl Malone, Carl Malone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I might have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> so, Moses Malone was great. Uh, but college Johnny Manziel was like the epitome of my teenage years. Everyone loved watching Johnny Manziel in college. We're not talking about NFL. Uh, as far as you know, what <laughs> he did, he was a Heisman winner. Um, he was in Drake's Posse. That was pretty sick. <laughs> was Derek Jeter in Drake's Posse? No. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I mean, he party. He he was a party boy, and he also went out on Saturdays, and he fucked it up on the field. That I remember when he played, I think it was a Cotton Bowl versus Duke on New Year's Eve, and he just lit it up versus them. I think it was a pretty close game. They ended up winning, uh, but that was probably one of my favorite Johnny Manziel games. That and then when they played Bama with the play, I was say out of all the Johnny Manziel games, the play you that said. happened in uh, the red zone where he bobbled it off of his own lineman, threw it off his right foot, running to the left. To receiver in the end zone. That was one of the most iconic plays, probably in college football history. It's definitely up there, uh, definitely in Texas A&M history. But I'm definitely going with Johnny Menzel. I think overall, though, Derek Jeter. Yeah, whatever. He's <laughs> the best person ever. Number two. So what? But uh, I'm sure y'all can agree. Yeah, we we going. Yeah, I'm we mean, going. Jeter. I'm not even a yeah. Yankees fan. It's just. It's just yeah, Johnny Mazzell. That is crazy. <laughs> hey. That man, that this, man, hey, that man gave no stats. This is Look, opinion. He day. just said <laughs> he was in Drake Posse. <laughs> I mean, if you want to pull up stats, in, if you want to pull up, he was in Drake Posse. If you, <laughs> Look, if you want to pull up stats, Look, he said Moses Malone is good. We, he might not, he don't even know who Moses Malone is. <laughs> he is a Drake Posse. I mean, if you want to pull up he stats for Johnny Mazzell, 7,800 yards in two seasons, 63 touchdowns in two seasons. 
Oh, that man was an enigma. Enigma for sure. And he had... I give you that. He had 2,100 rushing yards in two seasons as a quarterback. Which in his freshman season... Tell us those NFL stats. I'm not touching those. Uh, his freshman season, <laughs> How about the Canadian he rushed for 1,400 yards and 21 touchdowns. Let's look at his criminal record. So, what about that record? Incredible. We don't, we don't want to talk okay. about that. I mean, look, he, I'm just saying, if you the, Google Johnny Manziel, first, first photo <laughs> The last thing shot. I saw with Johnny Manziel is he's just out bad-mouthing the Browns and how they did him dirty and how he, he thinks that you know he's uh, done with football and this is you know what his life intended for him and all this jazz and that shit makes me sad, man, because I wanted him to be so much well, he's more. Gonna go, he's going to go back and work with Pops <laughs> in the oil fields. No, no, no big deal. He's going to make his money one nah, way or another. He, he's got his – well, he might have blown his money, actually, because he had he – had I'm sure I'm sure Brady Quinn thought the same thing. He had a Nike thing. contract. He had his uh, first-round pick contract. But, you know, dude probably spent it all, for being honest. I remember when Cowboy fans were screaming for the Cowboys to draft Johnny Manziel. Was that the year they got they were, Dak? Jerry, please. No, no, no. Dak was further down. No, no, no. I don't know who they got Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Was it? Uh, nah, Jalen Smith was further was down it? too. No, I, this is that might have been Jalen Smith. I think. Because I remember I hurt him. No, no, no. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because he played against Ohio oh, State okay. in 2016. I don't know who they got 14. Anyway, we don't care about the Cowboys. Look, it's not not who not who the fans wanted them to get, that's for sure. Shit. I I wanted that man to thrive, and I think the Browns failed him. The Cowboys oh, got Zach Martin that year. Excellent. By the way, excellent. In pick. the first round. So you know it worked out. What were, oh, what were some of the other snubs from uh that? Oh, Blake Bortles went over Johnny Manziel. Went number three. Yeah. It's okay. Look, you want me to make you feel real bad? You want to know who Atlanta drafted? Uh, was that a – that wasn't Vic Beasley. Oh, Jake Matthews. Jake I mean, Matthews. No, that ended up yeah. being a good pick for them. No, it did. You know what wasn't a good pick was New England at 29 <laughs> taking Dominic Easley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or, or Kelvin what going 28. <laughs> but, yeah, Um. so for best player to wear number two, Derek Jeter, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so all we were really going to talk about on this show was, you know, the college football recap. Um, we still have some NFL stuff that we're going to get to, but we're going to save that. We're going to record Tuesday night and we're going to release it Wednesday. There was just so much with college football. We felt like we wanted to just go into every nook and cranny that went into this weekend, you know, with the games, with the rankings, with some of the bowl games, things like that. Uh, so if you did enjoy listening to this podcast, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, if you want to like, comment, uh, reach out to us, you can email us. I believe our email is on Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter now. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, Don't forget to leave a review. If you want to leave a review, do what you can. You know, Completely up to you guys. We appreciate all the feedback. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, send us a DM, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. But we will see you guys on Wednesday. Love you, mama. See ya.